turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. This hour of the podcast, and I guess the actual podcast hour equals about 45 minutes, right? If you strip out commercials and such, which the podcast has that ability. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to Apple and or Google Store. Look up Rob Black and your money. I love radio. Not knocking radio. Podcast is another form. Um, and with podcasting, it's more on your schedule, which makes a lot of sense. I was talking to my old boss the other day who brought me to California, Brian Cooley from CNET. And he's like, you know, you were probably the first financial podcast in the nation because we were the first financial podcast station. There was a moment in time, and you're going you're gonna to dig this. We're where CBS radio panicked and they created a whole station of podcasts. They basically fired at a station, all of the local broadcasters, all the local DJs, all the local news people. And for 24, seven, three, six, five, they'd run a podcast and they would go to the most popular podcasts and they would you know get permission to, to broadcast them as radio shows. It's fair to say that terrestrial radio was not keeping up with technology and they weren't making the right decisions as big broadcasters like CBS. They should coexist. I think there's nothing like a radio show and on a drive, nothing like it. I'm with it. And I agree with that. So anyway, wanting to wrap this up and I want to put a bow on this as best as I can with the word inflation. Again, you know, I talked about in Rob Black's life, gasoline prices or oil prices have kind of been between 40 and 80 for the majority of it. There's times at war where we're like at 85, 90, 95. There's times of slow economic activity where we're at $30 a barrel. And in the last 20 to 30 years, I've been able to tell you, well, airlines certainly benefit when oil's at $30 a barrel. And airlines certainly get hurt when oil's at $85 a barrel. One thing that I want to pound on this is Gasoline at the pump has been just a wonderful thing for Americans. In the last 40 to 50 years, it really hasn't kept up with inflation until it did. And this is that period where it's broken, in my opinion, and it doesn't get fixed back down to that, wow, $2 a, a gallon of gasoline, that's cheap. We shouldn't, $2 a gallon, come on, that's too cheap. So... <clears throat> Yeah, there was ways to affect the small inflation of gasoline. But for 20 to 30 years, it really didn't rise significantly in our life as far as a cost of our budget. So we looked at high gasoline prices as taxes, and we looked at low gasoline prices as tax breaks. Now, California, that's a little bit tougher to explain than the whole rest of the United States. Gasoline taxes are so high here. But when you go to... Texas and gas is at 250 or at two. At two, it's a tax break. At 250, it's a tax on your, your, your spending. It's not all damaging. 
at $7 a gallon, it's all damaging. So I think we're probably looking at the new normal on prices from 2022. I don't think we go back to the the lows on gasoline that we were experiencing in the last 20 years. I would be surprised if I ever see $40 barrel of oil again. With that said, I won't be surprised, but I have to say that, right? Coca-Cola and Frosted Flakes and all the packaged goods in our lives. When I was a kid, I, and I, I believe this to be true, Cokes were 25 cents, right? In a soda machine. Now, what are they today? $2, $2.50, I saw at a recent sporting event, and this is not fair because it's a sporting event. Um, but it wasn't the NBA Finals. It wasn't the NHL. It was, maybe it was a World Cup game. It was something. I got to think of the game that it was. Oh, the All-Star game. They were selling Cokes for $18 a soda. Now, again, that's not real. That's not real inflation. We can't go there, right? We can't go there. Oh, but you do get a souvenir cup. Um, but I don't think Coke's ever going to go back down to 25 cents for a can of soda. I don't think it's ever going to happen, right? We may get that one nostalgic day. So one of the beauties about like a Warren Buffett is the cash flow. It doesn't take a, doesn't hurt to look. And if I recap this hour, what type of investor are you? If you're worried, look at Warren Buffett. He's old. Look at what he's done in his career. He's seen World War I. He's seen World War II. He's seen Nagasaki. He's seen Hiroshima. He's seen high inflation. He's seen low inflation. He's seen Democrats, Republicans, Democrat Congress, Congresses, Republicans. He's seen it all. And he's invested through it all. And he kind of gave us the path of smart through world inflation and how to create wealth in a lifetime, not necessarily in a week or a month or a year. Will there be another Warren Buffett? I do believe there will be. And I think some, it's going to be someone who studies free cash flow. Will the tech giants ever hit that kind of free cash flow? Well, don't forget, Warren Buffett didn't own Apple until he did. And now he considers it one of his top four largest positions because of the cash flow and the dividend and the stock buybacks. Is he always right? Absolutely not. If you followed him in the 90s, did he give up a lot of the growth on the markets? Yes. Throughout 2020 and 2021, was he beating the markets? No, but 2022, he showed us why he's still the man. One minute. Warren Buffett's like that guy playing uh, a pickup game of basketball. Let's, let's imagine a 90-year-old Warren Buffett without a shirt on. And during good economies and great economies, he's like, hey, pass it to me, pass it to me. And everyone's like, no, don't do it, don't do it. He'll, he's, he'll miss the shot. Economy's too hot. Anyone could be a stock winner right now. Buy Bitcoin. Screw you, old man uh, Buffett. And then as soon as things start getting tumultuous, he's the man that we keep passing the ball to. We're like, goose slam it, Warren. Slam it home for us. Show us how it's done. Anyhow, a lot going on. Thank you so much for being a listener of the show. Thank you for telling others about the show. We're on top of this at EP Wealth. We're staying on top with our investment policy committee, with our research and our insights. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You need a referral to a financial planner. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. So let's talk sports this segment. 
I know you're saying, but Rob, you're the business section newspaper that I'm trying to cheat through. I get it. But let's talk sports. When Tom Brady first got in the NFL, the National Football League, and my new producer is going to find all the sound effects for the NFL, in large part because it's turning that time of the calendar and the NFL's big business, and we can talk about it. Anything that's business is my business, and beauty is my business, and the NFL is my business, too, when it comes to talking, investing, and radio show themes to push forward. When Tom Brady got into the league in 2000, the NFL still was using VHS cassette tapes to study film. That's crazy. He would be sent home with a, a big VCR tape, a VHS, chunky thing. The editing on VHS is incredibly slow. You're literally cutting tape. Now everything's digital. So the NFL has this idea like, hey, we do billions of dollars of business. Why don't we do this ourselves and stream? Now, a couple of years ago, the NFL made a deal with Verizon to stream their games onto phones. Phones aren't televisions, and the television market can't be touched right now. So most NFL games were made on traditional network TV deals, CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, because those deals are worth over $100 billion, giving the league better protection than the 1970s offensive linemen, right? So what's the deal here? The NFL's decided to do streaming of games. They're going to call it NFL Plus. Great name, right? Great name. $4.99 a month, $39.99 a year. So I think you know it to get your football head fans for Christmas, except for the season will be halfway over. So maybe you get it early. I don't know. Birthday gift. It's the Hulu of hard knocks. And what do you get with NFL Plus? You get in-market Sunday afternoon games and national games on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights. You get a premium version of the service for an extra five bucks, which is going to give you kind of something cool. Remember I was talking about Tom Brady used to go home with game tapes on VHS? The extra five bucks will give you replays, but it'll give you the replay that the GMs can use to analyze plays. So if you think you know the game better than me, and you're a fantasy football owner, you would spend that extra five bucks. For the record, I don't know the game. Don't spend the money. Uh, in my fantasy football leagues, which I haven't done in 15 years, I just auto-drafted people. And sometimes I'd win, sometimes I'd lose. I'm not going to take a long time to study statistics on, on men and how fast they can run, jump, and, and push. No, no. So the one flag, if we were to throw a flag, 10-yard penalty on the NFL, it's that it's only going to be visible on mobile devices and tablets, not on TVs. Now, again, the NFL was paid by Verizon $2.3 billion over the last five years for this, right? So the NFL is taking a little bit of a financial gamble. Not really, because the NFL is sifting through bids right now for the lucrative Sunday ticket package which DirecTV has held since 1994, that, that deal is going to expire this season. After this season is the right way of saying that. And Apple is apparently the front runner. We've talked about this for years, that Apple and Google should buy TV stations because they could run their stuff 24-7-365. I'd love to see Netflix make a deal with CBS. 
But instead, Netflix made a deal with Microsoft to run advertisements on their content. But it's the right idea. It's a vertical that works. So I, I give the NFL a little bit of credit for this one. I'm going to say good job. Now we're going to talk about another sport that you're probably not going to see coming. But if you're a boy age 16 to 20, maybe you'll know exactly where I'm going with this. But the WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment, it is a portfolio of businesses that create and deliver original content to a global audience through digital media, through different publishing platforms. They've got a channel that can be seen on over a billion homes worldwide in 30 languages. They set up their own streaming network before any other sports team did. They have distribution partners with NBC Universal, Fox, BT Sports, Sony India, Rogers Media. They offer massive video on demand library. You want to see what the whole Kogun was like in his prime? You can go find out. Do I really think WWE Entertainment is a sport? No. Do I think it has athletic things that young boys look at and go, wow, like big muscles and good looking hot women who prance around and say stupid things on in the mat? Yeah, it's got the Iron Sheik. It's got drama. It has stories. Now, what's fascinating about this is I've known Vince McMahon my whole life. I haven't known him personally, but I've seen the dude. He retired as CEO on Friday. Now, let's be real quick here. Looks like he had over $14 million payments to people that he sexually harassed. So did he retire or was he told time to go away? His daughter, Stephanie McMahon, was named co-CEO. WWE also guided second quarter revenues above expectations. Investors are thrilled to see McMahon leave. He is the WWE's largest shareholder. He is exiting the scene on sexual misconduct claims. This is a situation where Apple, Google, or Amazon should instantly say, are you guys for sale? Because I don't understand it, but this is a wild, wildly successful sports platform. If you would ask me 10 years ago, 20 years ago, would I ever talk about the WWE as a potential investment idea? Maybe 10 years ago, it started getting on the radar. But sexual harassment charges on one of the founders of a company will significantly hurt the company and will probably put the company up for sale. I am not telling you to buy the company, but I see positive things happening in the company in the short term, the medium term, and the long term. It is ridiculous that we could say that out loud. It is a ridiculous reason to say why you like a company is because it appeals to young men. But advertisers don't care about you if you're over 35, maybe a little bit. Maybe they want you to buy some Viagra. You'll see the commercials that are meant for you because there's old people that look like you. But with the car companies, you're never seeing a 75-year-old man who could barely keep the car on the, the, the road, who can't see anything, who bumps into some shopping cart. He starts going down the road and bumps into a car. Like You don't see that, which is probably a good thing and not a bad thing. Um, but the WWE... I'm not taking it lightly. 
on why it could be a good idea for investors. There's going to be a restatement to disclose payouts that they had to make. There's going to be a lot of negative headlines. Content remains very popular with fans. Long-term outlook is supported by the rising value of the live sports content that they have on a weekly basis. They're producing three or four television shows of live. That helps companies like Netflix. Could Netflix acquire them? Absolutely. They have an audience that is loyal, and it's been there for as long as I've been alive. Young kids love wrestling. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Love kids, love the Hulk. Eat your vitamins. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So I didn't get enough time to express my true thoughts on WWE. I was just talking about how the NFL is going with the streaming app. And the WWE has a sexual scandal with Vincent McMahon, who is CEO. He's 75 plus years old. He's been around a long time. He's having charges of sexual harassment or sexual misconduct thrown against him, and they're sticking. So he's leaving. This is probably a time where the family members will probably sit back and reflect, how much do we really want to milk this franchise for? Do we want to pass it on to our grandchildren's grandchildren, grandchildren, or do we take a big check and walk away? I don't know that's going to happen. I can tell you that everyone is looking for content right now. And there's algorithms out there for it. One of the, the prime underlying meanings and driven facts of this show is where are, the, where are the dollars going? What do we spend money on? I honestly don't think I could live without my cell phone. I, I know you're saying like for a day or two, for sure. Like we do, for sure. If you were to put me in a hospital bed for a month with no access to internet, I'd be like, just put a pillow on me. Finish me. I'm exaggerating for sure. But this is a show about follow the dollars and follow the eyeballs. And wrestling, when you see like who Sasha Banks is, and you're like, oh, okay. She's a modern female wrestler. And I think there's a lot of positive messages. There's a lot of body shaming. They do a lot of nice storytelling where they have writers that work for the WWE where like they have writers. They're making that they're writing the stuff. You have the undertaker, you have Hulk Hogan, eat your vitamins kids. Um, you just have these larger than life, the iron Sheik versus Hulkamania. It fascinated, fascinates young men. And I've talked about this regularly on the show, like uh, Fox Broadcasting. When they first came up with the fourth network, they went after Beverly Hills 90210 for pimple cream and, and cheap cars that young people would want to own. When they went with the X-Files, they went after men 18 to 35 who like to watch science fiction monsters. Uh, if you buy the WWE, you're getting kids six years old to 25 i'm starting to worry about the men over 25 who are watching it two three four times a week but there's no shortage of content so it could be streamlined for sure do i have any shame no 
Am I talking WWE as an investment idea? Yes. Is it appropriate for you? I don't know. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. For me, it's all about eyeballs. When you see Netflix and like Apple TV, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, one of the things that they've said, there's not a lot of shows there, but yet their shows are winning awards. Their movies are winning Academy Awards. They've got a new one on a man who has to go back to prison to catch a serial killer. It looks better than anything that's on ABC, CBS, NBC. It's on my list of I'll eventually get there. Um, does HBO want a live sports division? I don't think so. Does Netflix? Possibly. Netflix is starting to play with uh, late night television. Samantha B was just let go out of her contract in, in terrestrial television. There's expectation that she'll be picked up in some sort of streaming deal. Can you stream a show every day? Would you? You're going to. That's the direction we're moving towards. You're going to see Apple and Google and Amazon at some point in time take the world's best newscaster and hire them and head up the news division at Apple or Amazon. That's my expectation. So when you're watching Amazon Prime tonight or Apple TV Plus in 10 years, you're not going to be watching the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. You're not going to be watching Fox News with Tucker Carlson. I'm surprised that a media streaming company hasn't pulled a Tucker Carlson. So then his show can get really absurd and really opinionated. So you put him on Apple Plus, yeah, probably going to get some of the Democrats in the world upset. You're probably going to sell a lot of subscriptions to Apple TV Plus. This show has no shame. I will say it again and again and again and again and again. What works on Wall Street isn't that tough to figure out. Sometimes it's wrestling. And sometimes it's Tucker. Sometimes it's the NFL. And sometimes it's housing numbers. I'll do what I have to. Tonight, we're going to get earnings from two big tech companies. Tomorrow, we get the Federal Reserve and another round of earnings from Facebook. Thursday, we're going to get Apple and Amazon. Some people expect Amazon to double or triple from these levels given the amount of time that you have as an investor. I don't think that's crazy. They just started a healthcare initiative to potentially uh, disrupt healthcare. I was listening to Scott Galloway talk about he's been to more doctor's offices in the last two months than he did in the last 10 years. And he goes, it's the same horrible experience. You go there, you fill out a form. You're basically in this awful piece of real estate with other sickly people. You wait 40 minutes for the doctor, which he may be locked up in a crypt in the back. You don't know. He comes out of his crypt. He sees you for five minutes, and then he bills you an impossible amount of money that your insurance isn't going to cover. So could, could Amazon get into the insurance and healthcare? You bet. Because we're all Scott Galloway. We're all people who've gone to the doctor recently and gone, oh, this is not the best experience. And I, I love my doctors. Um Totally love them. But the process of going to a hospital or going to a facility, parking, putting on a mask, filling out a form that they're going to ask me to fill out the next day, filling out a form to try to get insurance to cover everything. Scott Galloway talked recently about how he's self-insuring for the last five, seven years. In large part, his insurance companies don't do what they offer. 
they they don't really cover your medical expenses like they used to anymore. Within reason, he's kind of right. I look at what comes out of my paycheck to go into health insurance. I look what comes out of my pocket for out-of-pocket health care costs. I'm like, this is insane. Uh, it's discouraging. So this show is about disruption on some levels. But then also I dedicated a whole segment of the show to Coca-Cola in the first hour. And how Warren Buffett goes for free cash flow. So whatever works, I'm going to try to pull off here. Fear of a monster rate hike is still out there. What will the Fed do tomorrow? Today we get some mixed earnings. Walmart fesses up that inflation is hitting them to the tune of 8 to 9% in earnings. Good. We need that. But we got positive numbers out of 3M, Coca-Cola, and McDonald's. McDonald's had a great quarter. Let's talk a little bit about McDonald's. I understand it's horrible food. It's not lost on me. I understand that it's a lot of calories for the amount you pay, which that's not lost on me. It's a lot of carb, a lot of energy. McDonald's beat expectations in a challenging environment. Ticker symbol MCD. It has a 2.2% dividend yield. The reported earnings for the second quarter of two point, uh, revenue of $5.7 billion. And a little bit less than expected, but still solid. Global sales for the quarter increased 9.7%. You've heard about McRonald's or McDonald's leaving Russia and now being renamed McRonald's. No, it's not being renamed McDonald's, but pretty close. And it's a fail. The franchisees in Russia have tried to recreate what McDonald's does, and they can't. McDonald's stock is boring. It's been around since I was a little kid. I think it'll be around when my little kids have little kids. And one of the first things me and my spouse said when we had children was, we're never going to McDonald's. The food's evil. And two years later, when you have a kid in the back seat screaming, you're driving through California where your air conditioning is struggling to keep up with the, the cooling, cooling of the heating. And you see a playground and you're like, that kid will probably run around on the playground for 30 minutes and go straight to bed. We can stop and get a milkshake. And you're like, well, there's really no milk in that milkshake, is there? Well, we're going to do it anyway because the kid's screaming. You're just going to listen to me now. Restaurants have had a lot of headwinds, right, with COVID. They could face more headwinds with pent-up demand, boosting restaurant sales, but also with labor asking for more money. Dining out is one of the first areas that consumers say they plan to cut back on with inflation. So McDonald's isn't perfect. And yet yesterday they had a deal, $5 for 20 nuggets. And I told that to my kid. I was like, that is a scary amount of food for $5. Now, I don't think it's all food. I think there's some filler in there. I think there's some beak. I think there's some feathers. I think there's some, uh, what is that? Just throw it on end, grind it up, make the, chicken sausage and turn it into nuggets. One analyst I see today has a $275 price target on it. He said their beat of the same store sales was encouraging, giving that investor concerns on the state of the U.S. and European lower income consumer. So they, they readily admit they're looking at lower income consumers. Now McDonald's, again, is it perfect? No. If they put a kiosk in for every human being, it would probably be perfect as an investment. But they do have labor issues, right? One minute. They also have scale. 
They have capital reserves. Every now and then they make a massive mistake. They come out with a premium chicken sandwich and we're like, no, we don't really want the word premium on anything we get from McDonald's. Every now and then they come out with coffee. Get a uh, cup of coffee for a buck versus four bucks at Starbucks. It makes total sense for a lot of people. I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying they're flawed. McDonald's starting to see signs of cooling wages and commodity costs. So as they get onto the other side of inflation, they should have some move up. As the dollar starts to weaken in the future, they should have some wiggle room up. But again, there's a lot of assumptions there. Was it a good quarter? It was a good quarter. Would I own shares of McDonald's for the long term? I would. Would I be proud of it? Probably not. Is it my favorite restaurant? Definitively not. Does it work? It works. I'm Rob Black. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're in earnings season. Tonight is going to be a big part of where we go in the near term. Tomorrow is going to be a big part and Thursday as well. In large part, Alphabet, Microsoft, Meta, Facebook, and Apple and Amazon, their market caps add up to basically stock market equivalents. They're that kind of big, and their 1% movements are more valuable than, say, 10 smaller stocks. Let me explain. The SP 500 is a market weighted index, and as the winners win, they get bigger. The bigger they get, and the more they win, the more it helps the index. Now, this could also be a situation where the NASDAQ slumps and the SP 500 slumps 5 to 10%. If Alphabet, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, and Apple all report poorly. And they they look at their calendars and they say, this looks rough. We're going to have a bad six months. You don't want anything to do with our stink. Move on. Then the indexes can get hit in the next two or three days, even though 495 stocks do well in the S&P 500. If Alphabet, Microsoft, Google, Meta, and Amazon and Apple do poorly, they can bring down the whole index. You know, five, six, seven percent, that wouldn't be unheard of. It's goofy to think about, but if you own an SP 500 fund, you own the biggest tech names in the world. That's diversification in a good way and a bad way, right? You get the diversification of five or six names, but you also get a lot of tech. And the one boogeyman right now, in my opinion, is the strong dollar. And when I say boogeyman, If you're a tech company right now, now is not a good time to be reporting earnings because the dollar in the last 90 days has shot up. And all those companies, Facebook, Alphabet, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft has already warned on their currency issues. And a lot like Target warned 40 days ago, Walmart just warned, it's going to hit them all. Now, are they dynamic enough to play through or are they going to get caught up in the storm? The mighty dollar is doing corporate earnings no favors right now. It's a painful exchange rate. The dollar is effectively backed by the world's most powerful hyperman, the U.S. Federal Reserve. The Fed is currently focused on taming inflation. Its weapon of choice is higher interest rates. Higher interest rates make the dollar look more attractive. And people go, well, I could make 1% leaving my money in a bank in the United States, or I could make 0% in Sweden. Strong U.S. dollar hurts American companies because it shrinks the value of their international sales and makes them less competitive with local businesses. 
We've already heard from Microsoft, but IBM last week said that the Mighty Greenback could reduce its revenues by $3.5 billion this year and $900 million alone in the second quarter. Johnson & Johnson said it could close out losses on $4 billion in sales this year due to the strong dollar. Philip Morris, who makes cigarettes, said it's likely missed out on $500 million in the second quarter. Netflix said their sales were dented by $339 million. Those are big dollars. Foreign countries with depreciating currencies and large debts dominated in dollars aren't exactly in love with the situation. Argentina and Turkey are struggling to pay interest. Sri Lanka defaulted for the first time. Zimbabwe came up with a novel solution. Country's central bank said it will introduce gold coins as legal tender to offset a decline in the Zimbabwean dollar. I know you're saying, was that Zimbabwean or is it Zimbabwean dollar? Don't do that to me. So earnings season tonight, Federal Reserve tomorrow. I think a lot of classes are feeling pain right now. I think the lower income, middle income are feeling inflation. I think the upper income are feeling stocks hitting their, their wealth. And I know you're saying those rich people with stocks. Well, the good news is it's all been democratized and you too could own stocks. Just not as much as the rich do. But now you too would be getting hurt with inflation. The trick is, is to ride out the storms, to have enough money to not need it in the short term. Because investing is, in the nature of the word, invest, going to take you time to recoup your investment. Upper middle class is an amorphous statement, but the Federal Reserve actually has a strict definition Households earning between 75000 and 127000 are upper middle class. It's crazy to think about how we divide up our society, right? But I think many Americans are feeling blue, caught up between inflation, high gas prices, and just not feeling as wealthy with stocks down. Two weeks or uh, six months ago, I was like, I could quit. If I just get 10% a year in the stock market for the rest of my life, I'll make bazillions of dollars. I can quit and goose milk, smoke cigars, and tell my boss to take this. Oh, wait, wait, the stock market corrected 20%. Oh, my, my bosses are lovely. Yes, that's the kind of flip that's going on right now. Germany's would be fascinating to watch because one of the big things we're seeing in the economy right now is natural gas prices are soaring. And natural gas prices aren't set by, they're set by the world markets, just like oil. Um, and I don't see natural gas prices coming down anytime soon with what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. The humanitarian side of natural gas is Germany is really, really dependent on Russia's natural gas for their economy and keeping their houses warm during the winter. And if you've been paying attention to headline news recently, there's a heat wave, a heat dome around the world, if you will. People are dying in London. Because homes made in London sometimes are hundreds of years old and they don't have uh, heating and cooling ducts in the home. But people are dying because they can't get cool. Last week I did a story on an air conditioning company called Masco and how they'll probably see a big pop from this heat wave. Of course you don't want to you know, buy a stock based on that. But it is interesting to watch, in my opinion. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I work with financial planners. My financial planner, Brad, 
is at EP Wealth. He works for CFP Chad Burton, who you hear on a regular basis on this show. If you need a referral to someone to work with you, I'm talking with Chad later today. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com.